Here we go! Welcome to another edition of the Hate to See It podcast here. Well, folks, we finally made it. Super Bowl Sunday is this weekend. All right, we got the Rams, Bengals, huge game coming up. But first, um, we're going to take you to NBA. All right, we're going to hit NBA Nets, Knicks, and then all the picks, all the props, all the game stuff. We're going to get we're going to get into it. We're going to roll our sleeves up, and we're going to get it right for you. But first, Net fans, you can take a sigh of relief. The drama is over. All right, he's finally out. He's making his way down the turnpike to get get some nice Philly cheesesteaks. Um, the, the issue, so to speak, is gone. But in all reality, the issue is still there because you have a part-time player who is not playing right now and who plays in the away games. The issue that caused the friction, the media is creating this huge buzz. KD, I mean, a Kyrie, Harden, don't like each other. Is it possible? Yes, I'd be pissed off if I came to Brooklyn with the idea that I'm going to play with the big three and then K- KD's playing, he's not, he's hurt, and then Kyrie says, I don't want to get the shot, I'm only going to play half the season. Boom, I'd understand it too. But Harden has pulled, has pulled this before. You saw it in Houston. You knew it was possible in Brooklyn. He's done it in Brooklyn. Now he's going to Philly. Will he do it with the Doc Rivers? Who knows? But he is with his boy, his former GM from, from, from Houston. So we'll see what happens. But Brooklyn, you went from planning the parade over the Brooklyn Bridge to, oh, my God, the season's over, to playing the parade again. Where are we at here, guys? Where are my net fans at? How do we feel about this move? Do you feel comfortable that Ben Simmons can shoot the ball? How are we doing? I'm going to start the, I'm going to start this rationally and without, you know, super Nets fan bias. So obviously when the first the, the trade first went through, Nets fans were going nuts. Some were for, some were against, but you know, things seemed to work out when everyone was healthy and you know what Harden got dinged up and Kyrie got uh, rolled up on by Giannis in the playoffs and that kind of fell apart and you know, we knew this year was going to be an interesting year, and it all it all went to shit. And the one big takeaway I had is how mentally soft James Harden is. Kevin Durant is out for a month, and the guy completely loses all perspective. It's it's not like Kevin Durant's out for the year and he's never going to play basketball again. You have to wait like two more weeks, and Kevin Durant's going to be back playing. Like, I know, yeah, Kyrie's only playing half the games. Whatever. He looked like shit when Kyrie was playing anyway. James Harden has been a disappointment this entire season. And I don't know if it was a quad injury or him just being old and fat. But it's he really blew my mind. Because when he came here, he looked bought in. He looked like he was going to be a part of this thing for a long time. And it looked like Kyrie was going to be the one we had to worry about because he's Kyrie. But it turns out Harden, I don't think he ever wanted to be here in the first place. And I kind of felt like I was sell the fake bill of goods because he picked here over the 76ers to begin with. And not a ton has changed. And he, he flipped his mind. It, it's took a year for him to change his mind. It's not like he's there for two or three years. So like, oh, it's not going to work out. Like, like what happened with the Rockets. Yeah, his time ran out in Houston. They weren't going to win anything. The Nets could have won a championship with the board and James Harden this year. And assuming that these laws get repealed, like they look like they will pretty soon. Seems like it's Nets going that direction. The, yeah, the Nets would be easily the favorite with, Ky, with, the, with Kyrie this year. And it just, it wasn't enough for him, I guess. And now he's gone. But look, the package, I've, I've always been a higher on Ben Simmons than most. I know he has his flaws. He can't really shoot, blah, blah, blah. But I have confidence that the brains at the Nets are going to put a team around them where it's like, yeah, we're not going to ask Ben Simmons to score 25 up the game and shoot 
mid-range jumpers. They're going to have him do what he's good at. So I'll let, I'll let Chewie go for a little bit before I get back into it. But it's the experiment is a failure. Not a complete and abject failure, but this was supposed to be the best offensive one through three the league has ever seen. And because of various things, injuries, hard to be a little bitch, Kyrie being, you know, Kyrie can't really, he is who he is. It just didn't work out. And I think the Nets landed on their feet. I'll get into the package a little more. But uh, Chewy wants to vent a little bit, much like I did. So I'll, I'll, I'll pass, go, the, go pass ahead. the Chewy, guys, just the record, Chewy called me begging for this show to happen tonight. We make sure that we're on here tonight. So go ahead, Chewy. The floor is yours. I mean, I think Evan summed up a lot of my thoughts. I mean, I try and look at it for the emotions of it and really try and break down the analytical side. And there's an argument to be made that both teams, like, got better for sure. I'm sure – I understand why Philly had to do it. I mean, you're looking at Embiid probably playing one of his best seasons ever again, healthy. You're able to retain your 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 young guys and your young pieces and add Harden. I mean, to me, it's a perfect fit for Harden because it's all the things that he doesn't want to do. We're losing, Chewy. We're losing you. Um, Chewy's on his iPad here. He's really trying to make this show work tonight. This is a great day for Chewy. As his franchise has got some some new hope to the season, but as Chewy figures out his connections issues, or maybe pay the Wi-Fi bill once in a while. Um, my question is, do you guys? Can, we still can't hear you, bro. Uh, the issue the issue with the Nets was never was talent wise. It was can these three stay healthy? With now Ben Simmons coming in, obviously we knew that this big three wasn't going to stay healthy. Now it's a really a big two and a half or two. How do you see Kyrie playing half the season and KD's health? How do you see that playing out in terms of the health of this team without Harden on the floor? It seems that Simmons is a little more durable. Uh, well, Simmons, he's got injury concerns of his own, but you figure he's a professional athlete. He's staying fresh. He's going to come in ready to go. They said he's traveling with the Nets to Miami. He's obviously not going to play, I think, until after the All-Star game most likely. He's going to need you know, probably two or three weeks to at least get comfortable with his teammates learn a little bit of the offense. But at the end of the day, we've seen, you know, you get thrown into the NBA. What's going on over there? You, you get, you get thrown into these teams right after the that, right after trade deadlines, and things work out. You just got to make sure that physically he's not going to run up and down the court and pull a hamstring like some other out-of-shape people have for the Nets recently. But I think, I think it'll be fine. Like I said, I'm optimistic about the vaccine mandate. And at the end of the day, even if Harden was here, the Nets were probably not winning the championship if Kyrie's part-time. So I, I'm not really even considering that possibility. But, Kevin, but Kyrie's still part-time. Now you have less of a player in Ben Simmons. So let me ask you this. if the, Hypothetically, you have to assume the worst, that the vaccine mandate is not going to get lifted. What's the expectation of this team to win the finals here if, if Kyrie's a part-time player now with Ben Simmons on the floor? Because when you go, when you're home, you're essentially in, in deep shit. Because now you're expecting more of a load on Ben Simmons to maybe have to be the guy he was in Philly. Well, I mean, real quick. Go ahead, Ryan. They didn't even have Harden. If you watched the last couple games, he wasn't bought in at all. So, I mean, yeah. I think I think they this increases it a little just because Harden, like like Evan alluded to before, just, you know, he was not bought in. And, I, and it, it's an enigma it out. to me. I don't on. understand. Yeah, I don't understand it at all. Like, <laughs> I literally cannot wrap my mind about why he wanted out. But – I think Chewy and Evan kind of swayed me a little bit more into thinking that it was the best thing to do for the Nets for their championship aspirations. 
Yeah, because it, it's the it's the NBA. You know, in the NFL, you're, if you put a guy on the field, he's going to give 100% more often than not because if you don't give 100% you know, you're in the NFL, get hurt. You, you get hurt. In the NBA, Harden, we, we saw what he did against the Kings. I don't buy the hamstring crap. He was not giving effort. He wasn't closing out. He wasn't chasing loose balls. He was just kind of – he was just out there. And we know Ben Simmons – for all his warts, he's dying to get out of Philly, and he legit said to the 49ers higher up, not 49ers, 76ers higher Seriously. up, he'd, he'd go anywhere. He'd go to Cleveland. He'd go to Sacramento. He'd go every, anywhere just to get out and, you know, get out of that environment. So I expect Ben Simmons to come in and be, you know, the good Ben Simmons. He's going to come out there. He's going to be one of the five best defensive players in basketball. He's going to be one of, what, the 10 best distributors in basketball. And you know what? We know he can't shoot. We're not going to ask him to shoot. We're going to put him in a lineup with Kevin Durant, hopefully Joe Harris, Patty, Seth Curry, Kyrie, where he's not asked to put up, whatever, 20 points a game. They're going to ask him to score his 15, attack the basket, kick the ball out to the guys that can shoot, and just do the things that he's good at. So I think in terms of the next title chances – like, yeah, vaccine mandate, like I said, it didn't matter. It's If Kyrie's not 100%, their chances are not great, Harden or not. But I still think they're the favorite to win the championship if Kyrie can play every single game. Well, that's the problem here. On top of that, he's also injury-prone when he does come back. Well, and he hasn't I been mean, playing well. Guys, he is. I mean, the biggest issue, like I said, it was never talent with this team was can they stay healthy? And last year you saw that, and this year you basically saw a combination of all three. Well, you're going to have a very rested team going to the playoffs this year because Kevin Durant, as much as I'd be love to see him play right now, and the much Nets are struggling, he was playing way too many minutes in the beginning of the year. He led the NBA Absolutely. in minutes. And part of that is, you know, the Nets had no depth, and because James Harden could not carry the Nets' offense on his own, like the Nets counted on him being able to, like he did in Houston. So. Kevin Durant, uh, it's not, injury is never good, but having him a month off, having his you know ligaments and muscles rest, that's probably for the for the best in turn for for a playoff run because you know Kevin Durant's not come back rusty. He's Kevin Durant, and Kyrie, no, he's gonna be fine. He's the best player on the planet. Once again, yeah. with the stipulation, he's gonna be full time. He's another guy that gets banged up a lot. He's another guy. You know what? Maybe not playing a ton of games before the playoffs, probably the, probably the best. Like, I don't know. You can never pre- prevent freak injuries like happened last year. But it's less wear and tear on his knees, Let's, less wear and tear on his ankles. It's, yeah, but we all say load management. Just, oh, 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 you want to talk about load management? You guys last year pride yourselves on load management, bank on the fact that when we get the players, we're going to be healthy and we're going to be fresh. And meanwhile, you still got hurt. Well, so, yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah. like I said, I, you, you I, can't. I, I, I understand it's both sides of the argument here, but you you know you're you're saying okay he's gonna be this is gonna help him, but the you had you literally had it last year and you're stuck. You fucking well, came up short. Your big I, three done finished. Could you imagine <laughs> if there was the Knicks that did this? How bad it'd be? How much shit you'd be talking right now? No, I can't imagine the Knicks doing this because they're too incompetent. They'd never be able to pull something like this no! off. Oh, we actually any, never. Real quick, did anyone see the the All Star picks the draft? Oh, I was KD, losing KD my mind. That was, so that was hilarious. You know, I, I got to give LeBron credit. He's not the funniest. He's not the funniest dude because, you know, whenever you're super famous since when you're 14 years old, you don't grow up like a normal person. Like, you know, everyone's got to get beat up on a little to develop a sense of humor. I thought LeBron was going to be the diplomat and just 
just pick James Harden so Durant doesn't have to. He played that perfectly. You know, the, you know, <laughs> the TNT guys crack it up. The the best part was Kevin Durant giving like the thought out explanation of why it was picking Rudy Gobert. Rudy I was, I'm so glad I watched that live. I was losing my mind. So yeah, we gotta we need some size, some rim protection. You know, they got Giannis. That was you know that was just tremendous. I gotta give the TNT booth and LeBron and Kevin Durant. Like Kevin Durant uh, could have been a real he he could have been a real bitch about this and you know not played along, but he he was good about it. He was a good sport. I, I don't know exactly what he's feeling right now. All right, let's. I have let's a feeling get, he. I have a feeling he saw this coming for a little while. So he had it had to get okayed by. Let's get the perspective of a franchise that seems to know what they're doing and moving in the right direction from the thirty-four and twenty-one Chicago Bulls. Jay, what do you? What are your thoughts on this? Looking at from the three seed down. Um, I I think the East is a toss-up. To be honest, the East is a big toss-up. I don't think that this changes. I don't think this changes anything. To be honest, I mean, I know they've been calling for it. For me, I, I, I don't see, I don't see the difference. I see the, I see the, the, the loss in the loss in scoring that you, that you don't that that you get from James Harden to Ben Simmons. I see the better defense from Simmons that you don't get in Harden. I, I think it's almost an even trade-off, at least from right now, how they're playing or. The, the the non-existent Ben Simmons and the what whatever product James Harden is putting out right now, um, but like I said, man, I think it's a toss-up. I think any of those teams from three through three through eight or four through eight, whatever, are gonna be whatever teams go on a little run here or there. 12. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. It's so close <laughs> between between all those damn teams that it's it, it, it's a toss-up from. And it's such a it's such a toss up from a big pool of teams. Like when you go out west, I think it's a little bit it, it's a little bit more. Phoenix, uh, you know, of course the Warriors. Nah, these, these are a dog fight this year. Yeah, I, I I don't know, man. For I mean, for for my team, I was expecting I was expecting to maybe make one move. They didn't really do shit, so I'm just. Would you have traded? Would you have traded Patrick Williams for Grant? For Jeremy Grant? Yeah. Oh, I don't know, that was, man. That was the sticking point. If the Bulls would have gave him up, the deal was going to be done, I was reading, but they, they held on to him. Yeah, I I think they wanted to hold on to him because you didn't get to see what kind of product he got to put out. You know, he got hurt so early, it was you didn't get a chance to see. You know, and when you invest in a guy, when you draft in a guy, you know, you, you think that you would want to try to sustain some sort of longevity with them and some sort of, you know, success down the line and you know potentially you know develop them into something but so i think they were trying to at least see what they could do or see how they could work it out with him first before before trying to move him and that was just to be part of something i think i think they just kind of wanted to be involved um but i'm glad that they didn't i'm glad that they didn't i think that's going to be our best defensive player when he gets back and um I just want the team healthy, bro. I want my team healthy, man. Honestly, we don't have none of this. We don't have none of this extra bullshit that all these other teams are going through with all these other personalities and all that. So I just, I just want people to get healthy, bro, and and give DeRozan the MVP, bro. If we're top three or top two in the East, DeRozan deserves MVP. Facts. Yeah, I agree. He's yeah, definitely gonna get some votes. I, I just before we turn, I want to talk about Philly itself real quick because you know they just added a former MVP. I'm really. 
interested to see. I, I think Philly plays on Friday. Mm. I'm pretty sure James Harden is going to play. I yeah, that, that, that hamstring groin is spaghetti. We knew that. Yeah. I think we know exactly we're going to get James Harden within like the first week because we, we've seen it's not like he's sucked the entire time he's, he's been here this year. Like He's had some 35-point triple doubles. He's still obviously – he's a very good basketball player. He's not what he was two, three years ago, but he's still really good. I just want to see if he looks like the James Harden we saw last year before the hamstring or he looks like the James Harden that we've seen this year where he's struggling to get by def- – die defenders he's turning the ball over he's flailing his arms looking for calls I, I it's it's going to be an interesting to watch and i think the fit in philly i think it's kind of questionable because everyone's like oh james harden and bigs are always a great combination james harden's played best with these pick and roll lob bigs and we've really never seen joel and b do that he you know he's more pick and pop and iso ball so they're going to you know, either have to adjust their offensive philosophy or it's do kind of similar what the Nets did sometimes where just take turns in ISO, which when you have James Harden, Joel Embiid, that's still going to be very successful. And they're not going to obviously work well in that sort of situation, but that's still going to be a top five-ish offense. So I'm really interested to see, but the people I'd say like, oh, Philly spacing's going to be a lot better now. I don't agree with that at all because – just watching the Nets and watching Harden, he's not a threat when he doesn't have the basketball. He just kind of stands there, and he's not a great catch-and-shoot player. Yeah, nice so you, guy. Yeah, you can leave him alone, and when he gets past the ball, obviously you you know, converge because he's got to step back. But I don't know. If you double-team Joel Embiid. He's not, he's not Embiid, catching and shooting. He's not catching yeah, and shooting. Yeah, if Joel Embiid kicks it out to James Harden, he needs to make his little move before he's comfortable taking that shot. Yeah. He's so, an assist killer. Yeah, like, remember, oh, my God, he had that streak on the Rockets where he had, like, a billion straight baskets without being assisted. That was a thing. I would be embarrassed if I, was, if I was hard and walking around the locker room with, like, nobody. I won't take an assist from anybody. Like, yeah, I would do the type of way. If did I was you see, like, like, an unnamed ex-NBA player is like, yeah, like, he's going to have a hard time finding NBA player to – introduce him at his hall of fame ceremony because you know like him and kd are were at least were apparently best of friends and we saw we saw in the all-star draft kd does not fuck with him one bit anymore i don't know if it was just like performative like deep down like they're still cool but i can't like you know kd vows for this guy he brought him in he thought he was gonna win rings with this guy and boom 13 months later he's gone out i think harden's very talented but i think I don't know if his head and his heart are in the game of basketball. Yeah. Well, I say the same thing about I say the same thing about Kyrie. I mean, no. Kyrie, 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 him. Well, Kyrie is a different, completely different. Kyrie situation. looks for reasons not to play, and Harden he does not. That's just a hatred you have for. Yeah, he's doing something that that a lot of people could get behind, and he's and his his vo- his uh message. If you look at it clearly, I, agree, your, listen, I like his blue message. and orange. What, what are you talking about? No, I, I don't mind his message. I agree. Then why are you he, saying that? He's, because he's every, every, every time there's an opportunity, man, there's always some reason why he's not playing. If you look at a guy like Kobe Bryant, there's no what's reason. reason besides the vaccine that he wasn't playing? What? What's another reason besides the vaccine that he isn't playing? Wasn't playing. When he sat out, albeit for 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 uh, for social justice, 
right? When he had that, when it was, um, what was it? The um, so so you so you're getting on for for speaking out against. I'm not. Guys. I'm just saying that he's like, come this on, a guy, man. There's a guy that's he's always like real I don't world issues. I understand his real issues, but there's ways to handle that, and, and the way to handle that is not to like protest by not playing. Says who? Darryl Brzezowski and no, says the entire NBA. He missed no, like. He, he, he missed like four you're games in the middle of December. Even last year, then he's he's over there partying in uh in Jersey when he should be with his team over during COVID last year. Like tough guys, come on, the guy's never on the right. court. Everyone, he's, everyone knows what you're getting with Kyrie, and I think you know his teammates accept it. He's Kyrie. He's yeah, like not. They, he's not. I listen. The, I root for Kyrie. I, I, I go, this is a Jersey kid. I love that he's a Jersey kid. He won a won the championship with LeBron. He hit the shot. Like I, th- I was the biggest Kyrie fan at the time. But come on, like you, you're a LeBron hater. I don't I, can we can we can, can we put can we first put some respect on on the fact that Kyrie's arguably one of the best point guards to ever play the game. Um, Absolutely, probably get the best and, handles. And, yeah, and and definitely the best handles thus far yes. that we've ever seen in the NBA. And he's the most complete point guard. Probably since Magic Johnson, and he is, and and also arguably one of the most fun to watch play the game of basketball. Problem is, we don't see him play. Considering there is there is this stipulation, which has to come with an asterisk, because the way that they've made it so political, and you know, and all the mandates and shit, there has to be some sort of asterisk that comes behind it. Because when the guy does play, man, you you can't tell me that you don't want this guy, even though he, th- there's all these quote unquote antics that are just anomalies in the grand scheme of things. This is this is a guy you want on your team, period, and a guy you don't want on the other team. I don't want him on the other team, but if he's gonna be what he's doing with the Nets, I gladly want him on the other team. The guy doesn't play. It's not his fault, Dario. It, I mean, it's a, it's a stupid. It is his rule. It is But let me tell you this. Hold on. If you love ball, if ball is really life, and Paul that's the way life, life is thinking. life for him. No, come on. What are we talking about here? We praise Kobe for being like Kobe. That nothing to get in and his way. We even, Kobe. On, we even said it on this show that if Kobe was Kyrie's teammate, he'd grab him by the throat and inject him with the vaccine himself to get the man on the court to win a chip. He probably wouldn't. Him and Kobe. At the end of the day, friends. at the end of the day, the priority for Kyrie is not ball and it's not to win a chip. Don't give me that. Kobe wouldn't even what? be friends with Shaq, so the you know, he's won a chip. Yeah, How yeah. Are you Kobe, yo, we don't we don't even know Kobe would have been vaccinated to be honest. Yeah, you just nah, I think if he could he could have been Team Kyrie the whole time and been telling him, "Yo, him hold Kyrie your ground." There's no way. There's no way. There's yeah, no way Kobe. There's no way Kobe. Just because his messages don't speak for the man. Your agenda, yeah. Don't don't speak my agenda. There goes my agenda again. All right, let's we we're never gonna just talk about the Knicks real quick. Um, I'm. I, I, I was I didn't see a move coming, and, and to be honest, right now the, the market is so low for 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 Julius Randle. We weren't getting anything back anyway. And Worldwide, wait. Unless we could have gotten a package where you take Kemba Fournier and Julius Randle and get them all out of town, and we would have got shit back. I'd have been okay with that because that would have forced Tibbs to play the young guys. So until we start, you got to really force his hand. Or as I texted Evan the other day. He's gonna he's gonna get himself fired if he doesn't start playing the guy. Like the other night, RJ Barrett had no business playing during garbage time, and then he rolls his ankle during garbage time, and now he's in a walking boot. So I I, I it just it just blows my mind how this team has come so far down from grace. And I said on the last show, and you guys laughed at me. I would really have an intervention with Julius Randle. I would bring in a sports psychologist. I'm seriously a sports psychologist because 
I think Julius Randle is dealing with demons inside of him that he doesn't know how to deal with, starting what with demon? that Atlanta series. Was it from the Atlanta series? Yeah, I think he had a psychological think it issue. Broke him? I, I think it broke him. I think it absolutely broke him. I got a quick think, question for you. Yes. Do you think it's a little bit of the pressures? Because that the Atlanta series, if I'm not mistaken, was when fans fully came back. And he First hasn't been the same capacity. since then. He hasn't mm-hmm. been the same since. Do you think it's like it was easy dealing with the pressures of being packed Madison Square Garden? Because we, I mean, you advocate for that. I think what happened, if you remember the New York We Hear speech, I was there that night. That was about 2,500 fans. That was when they beat the Hawks and we secured the four seed. Or we, or we basically gave ourselves the four seed. I think what exactly happened was when he came out onto the floor to a packed house, he went, holy shit. I think that really, it really hit him that he never saw the garden like that. He never saw playoff basketball really like that, right? Mark me, am I right? Lakers, I was the first Lakers, yeah, Lakers yeah. never made Lakers, it. Lakers sucked with him. There, right? Yeah, they think- did with Kobe. Kobe was on those teams. They weren't. They, I, was, I think it was bad. I think it they was, were bad. Kobe didn't or make the playoffs at the end. Yeah. So I think he was very either. overwhelmed. And then when the first couple of shots didn't go in, he started to press. And thank God Derrick Rose had the series that he did, or we would have got swept. So I think he hasn't recovered since then. I think that if you get him to talk to a sports psychologist, I think that's the way you're going to do it. Because right now, listen, I guarantee you, this guy puts the time in. I guarantee you these coaches know how to coach him up because they do the same shit they did last year. What's happening with him is between his ears. It's not with it's not in his heart. And the reason why he's playing like shit is because psychologically he's not there and it's making him act like it's making him just doesn't he doesn't know how to respond to this. So isn't that a little bit on the coach to, you know, try and take some things off his plate? Because I mean I feel like he if I remember correctly from when I watch when I do tune into this, he feels like at the end of games, I mean, this is more so before you kinda took over and blossomed. He was, you know, driving. It felt like he had to do everything. Like hey, Last year, little... uh, let's not spend too much time on the Knicks here. He, last year, when he was, when we were going to him, that wasn't the initial plan. You know what I mean? The offense naturally found its way to Randall, and he went to work. And then if he didn't have it, he was identifying double team. He was giving it to Burks. He was giving it to Bullock. He was giving it to a Derrick Rose to bang a three. RJ last year shot the lights out from three. This year, it was expected, okay, you're now the guy. We know you're the guy. We're going to make sure you're not going to beat us. And that's why he's not a one, a number one. The number one players will see that coming, and no matter what happens, they're going to find a way to get the job done, whether it's getting to the rim or finding the open man. He's doing neither, and he's actually turning the ball over. And then you could see when he, when he starts dribbling the ball into the ground, it's over. Now, to your point, and my last, my last point on this, this year, it's not all on him because if you really look what's going on the last couple of games especially, R.J. Barrett is starting to carry the load. R.J. Barrett is taking control of his offense saying, oh, look, man, I know Julius Randle's lost right now. It ain't going to be, it ain't gonna be um, Alec Burks. It ain't going to be uh, Kemba Walker. It's got to be me. And you saw that in the L.A. game. Even though they lost, you saw that in the Lakers game. So I really appreciate that. That's all we're going to say about the Knicks. They don't deserve to be talked about any more than they already Real quick, real quick. Would you have done the Westbrook deal that was getting tossed around? I was was... for it. I was for it because I was getting rid of Randall. No, no. It was was Kemba, Fournier, and Burks for Westbrook, Jordan, Ellington, a first, and like a second. And draft picks, right? Yeah. I would have done that. 
I would have done that too. I would have done that too. Yes, because I'm thinking I I get Westbrook here. I, now, think, you, I don't think Westbrook's fully broken. I did I think, say, I think, I think just, Westbrook used to change the scenery as well. Now, the beginning of the season, I said, I want no part of Westbrook. And that was when I thought we still had a chance. This year, considering where we are, we can't do any worse at Westbrook. And yeah, like, Evan, I think you made that point before where he plays good on bad teams. Exactly. Yeah, you're not – the Knicks – we know that not to insult, the Knicks are not winning a championship yeah, this year. They're not winning no. a championship next year. But Russell Westbrook, you know – He's still a good basketball player. Everyone likes he's to get good, their jokes yeah. off. He's still good. And, like, he still, you know, he passes the ball. He keeps people involved. The Garden would get excited about him. I think he wouldn't be in a bad guy to have in a team, especially yeah, that would old- And you, you would take a lot of pressure off Julius Randle because the ball would be a lot and, in his hands a lot more. And you'd, you'd have that little little beef with, between him and KD, between Brooklyn and New York. It'd be, it, would, it would sell more tickets than Kemba, Burks, and... Oh, well, we don't, we don't, we don't have problems. Don't and yeah, you know the other other fans come and watch. But uh, yeah, the uh... whoa. <laughs> Only and you get out of the Fournier deal year earlier too, which is doesn't look like the best we, contract. We have to get out of this Fournier deal. All right, let's move on to the Super Bowl. Um, oh, shout out Rutgers basketball, by the way. Shout out Rutgers another basketball. Upset. Another look at that. Where's Penn State? All right, so no, no, um, yeah, cool. so. Here we are finally here, and um, Joey Burrow, the buzz is, is growing every day. Um, the buzz around Cincinnati is growing every day. The Cincinnati fans are very excited to finally be in the Super Bowl. We're going to start off by breaking down the underdogs here. Um, right now, the line is still at four and a half, correct? I saw four, four today. Four? Four. So uh, it, it, it's going to – let's see here. Um, I yeah. Things is also four. We're gonna go into some. We want to talk about a lot of props. I know Jay gave us some pretty good uh, insight on the on the props uh, from our Twitter chat. So right off the bat, I always like the Jamar Chase over. I think is Joey B. They like to get him the ball on those inside those tunnel screens early. So you're good for about one or two of those right to start the game. What do you guys think of that? I don't know. I think he's gonna get a that Ramsey shadow for the most of this game. I think a guy I really like. I'll see what the number is now. His number is usually around three and a half. I think Taj Boyd, sneaky, can have a big game because Uzama, he is not 100%. I think he's playing. I saw, you know, did you see the send-off? He ripped off the boot and threw it into the crowd. That was pretty cool. Yeah. You guys didn't see that? That was, that was sick. No, no, I did. I, yeah, I definitely saw that. And um, he, I saw that in the report that he vowed to play. Yeah, and he's a guy that usually works in the middle of the field, and Boyd's a guy like that. So I think Boyd's going to take some of the Uzama targets where, you know, Chase might get, you know, erased a little bit by uh, Ramsey, which is, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Ramsey's the best corner in the league. And for that reason, I also think we're going to see a big T. Higgins game, but I think his numbers, his, his number is really high already. Love uh, T. Higgins. Think, ah, no, I really, five and a half is a nice looking number. I might actually take that before that goes up a little bit. I like the I like the T Higgins just because I mean, again you would think that Chase would be the focus right at least for the DBs, um, but then again, you know, Chase is still gonna be Jamar Chase, and if he gets the if he gets enough looks, he can he can produce more than that 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 five and a half over that they have for his receptions, um, getting double teamed all game. I, I see him, to be honest, probably hovering right around the five area. He might get six. Uh, but, again, type of game, I think, plays a, a huge part in it. 
Um, if the Bengals are up, do you think they continue to just keep throwing the ball and, and passing it a bunch of times? In which case, yeah, I'm sure he'll hit that. But, again, I don't know, man. I think that they're going to focus a lot on Jamar. I like the T. Higgins number. I like the T. Higgins yards probably a little bit more. I always um, like T. Higgins I think I also like the Odell number. I, I, I think that. Where's he at? Uh, five and a half. Um, yeah, that's a nice number. Pe- for him. Pen- pending, pending this game is a shootout, which I I can only hope and pray for. Um, I think Odell easily gets that. I think he gets around seven, eight. I think both defenses are going to be focusing on Cup and Jamar Chase, but I think both at the same time are good enough and have dealt with that majority of the season. Maybe not Chase as much, but yo, Cups Cup is eight and, and a half though, bro. Yeah, that's, that's so that's free high. Money. That's free money. Eight and a half? Yeah, it's he gets ten catches a game. You really think he's gonna like show up small in the biggest game of the year? You know, case, yeah, come on. Like who was who's he up against last they were the holy shit, who they yeah, the 49ers. Yeah, the 49ers didn't exactly have the best uh corners out there, but they were doubling them all game and he still found a way to get, I think, ten, eleven catches. So yeah, he's gonna do the same thing against the Bengals. They're gonna make sure he gets the ball and you know. Stafford gets tunnel vision sometimes, and you know what? When you have tunnel vision for Cooper Cup, it usually works out okay because that guy's always open. A number I really yeah, like yeah. is yeah. the uh, – I like the Joe Mixon over. It's 62.5 that I'm seeing on uh, DraftKings. I'm sure you could probably you know shop around and look for a better number, but the Rams' run defense, we saw it really kick into gear against the uh, 49ers. The 49ers have Jimmy Garoppolo quarterback, and they could in the 40 in the Rams could put nine guys in the box, so there's no room. You could see the Rams linemen working complaining about it after the game that there's just nowhere to go. You know, you can only block so many people at the same time. You're not gonna be able to do that against Joe Burrow. And we see the Bengals, they're committed to the run game for as well as they throw the ball. Mixon's gonna get his touches, and I think he's gonna be able to rip off. I don't think he's gonna have a big one. Joe Mixon historically. He's not been the home run hitter, but I could see him ripping off eight, nine-yard games pretty consistently. And it wouldn't surprise me if he had those 60 yards, like, third quarter. Two, two bets I kind of like I'm looking right now is uh, Aaron Donald over four-and-a-half tackles, tackles and assists. I mean, that, that I think he's, he's going to get a sack. I know uh, at least I'm not well, saying – you're saying four-and-a-half tackles including – not solo tackles with assists. Tackles and assists, yeah. I, mean, I think lock. I think the Bengals offensive line is. Pretty... I feel like that's a lock. Like that's an actual lock. Like that just seems I... like that actually seems like free money. Because so I was looking for a sack prop, but I think because I was that's what I initially. But I mean four and a half. They got the same thing for him and uh, Von Miller. Von Miller's plus one thirty four, and Aaron Donald's only minus one hundred eight. The unders minus one twenty two. The unders favored in that. That doesn't. It doesn't make much sense to you, me. But you, I you can imagine Aaron Donald. You run the ball in the, down the middle. He's going to get half a sack just by accident. I mean, half a tackle by accident. Yeah. yeah. By bad stack keeping. Yeah, I agree. Oh, I mean, I'm just looking at DraftKings now. Uh, if there's a little uh, opt-in, Odell to have five-plus receptions for 100 bucks, so that knocks down the total down uh, one reception and uh, helps your odds a little bit. So if any of our listeners are out there uh, looking for good, uh, good numbers, just check out. DraftKings a little bit, you know. Oh. Always good to have a nice little advantage if you're going to go over on him anyway. Something I wanted to ask you guys. I got an over-under of two minutes for the national anthem. 
What do you? What did do you... Tom? Did, did Tom's guy say anything yet? They, they, he, he had a whole tweet about it. I think it's yeah. That, that's kind of dead because last year the jackass has ruined it. And now yeah. books are books are limiting it. It's and people and handicappers are sending out as their max play. <laughs> one jackass, the, the one guy ruined. You never never have a good thing for too long without someone ruining it. Someone How stupid could that person? Year. I remember that. How stupid? We were on. We were recording at the They're, time, right? We ripped no. this motherfucker. Yeah, we, oh, we were. It was him. February. Yeah. We killed him. This guy is a jackass. How did, like, you literally just screwed yourself out of how much money? You could have made at least a G on that alone. But no. Yeah. Well, if you got, have a tip, uh, text as many people as you want. Shut do the not fuck up. Put it on social media. Especially <laughs> if you have a platform like uh, old boy did over there. Yeah. Text as many people as you want. Tell your mother. Tell your mother. Tell her friends. Don't put it on social media. No, no social media. Um, so people are bending the point. Uh, I, I don't thoughts. know. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be under. Who's singing it? That's the question. I, I forget. Look I'll look it up. <laughs> I, I think it's gonna. Because I could tell if they're like, if it's like a. If they're gonna like carry the note. They're known for carrying the notes longer. It's gonna be long. Mickey Guyton. Does anyone I know who Mickey Guyton is? I have no idea that is. I need to watch some film. Country on music Guyton. artist Mickey Guyton. Country, okay. country music, you know, they got that slow drawn out. Yeah, but it also could be, yeah, it also could be that bum, 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 It's also the national anthem, Dario. How fast could you possibly go? Some people go fast. Nah, I think it's going to be, is there a flyover? Because then we got, then we got to take that into consideration too. <laughs> I think last year's was two thirteen, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, last year was the number. Yeah, the number. I'm gonna say it's over. It's it's a country music singer. It's gonna be the first packed Super Bowl, and you know, since two years ago. Okay, and then my last thing, just because you guys know that I'm into this, I'm I'm into the touchdown score. That, that's one of my favorite things ever to bet. Who do you guys think scores the first touchdown? Jamar. Mixon. Mar, Nixon. They're on the Bengals to score first. Bengals usually, they've been starting a little slow. Actually, no, they didn't start, start slow against the Raiders. I think Cup's the easy play here. We know plus Stafford looks at them. I mean, I'll tell you guys who I think, who I think is going to. Odell's plus 900. Yeah, you can't say Odell. I, 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 I was going to say, if, if it's the Rams, I, it's going to be Odell or, or Cup. <laughs> it, it, it really is. I've made so much money, bro. Like, no bullshit. I've made so much money taking, if I think the Rams are going to win in, in games and taking Odell or even, bro, if you take Odell or Cooper Cup, bro, either or, either bet is going to cover the other one. Because, yeah. And it's, yeah, all, yeah. And it's always one of those two. If if I th but if I think the Bengals are gonna score first, I would take Joe Burrow on a run in maybe or Chase. The quarterback, yo, I love quarterback run first touchdowns because the, the odds the are Super so Bowl, stupid. The odds are I so would, ridiculously high for that. I got two two quick things. Did anyone see that bet that that guy made for the championship games? I don't know if we talked the, the, about it on the podcast yeah, the, at all. The, the perfect score for both games. The exact score oh, parlay. Yeah. Oh people, my yeah, god, yeah. bro! He made he made he bet like uh, twenty bucks paid made, out like, five eighty, five hundred eighty k. And then, if I'm not mistaken, maybe it was a it was I think it was a Giants first score of safety 
or was it the am I thinking of the, the Giants first score was a safety because Brady had the intentional grounding yeah. in the end zone. Wasn't that, that probably was makes holding? a lot of money? Yeah, holding. Was it a holding in the end zone? Well, no, I think no, it was intentional, it was intentional grounding. grounding. Brady threw it in the middle of the field and nobody was there. And then and then I think something's telling me uh Niners Seahawks. Was that the snap over his head and defense score? Oh, over no, that was the Broncos. Broncos, Broncos Seahawks. Yeah. Broncos like. Seahawks. Yeah, but did all right. Those are uh, those are some crazy things where the odds of this happening. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this, it's the Super Bowl. Like, there's never a normal crazy Super shit Bowl. Happens. Yeah, because players are nervous. You're gonna have a kicker miss, miss an extra point. Someone's gonna miss a field goal. There's gonna be a safety. There's always something weird because everyone's, you know, a little on edge, a little more amped up. But uh, you know, how about we? Why is guy any more bet stuff, or you guys want to start talking the actual game? Uh, well, I, 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 the one major point that I that I just wanted to make is. McVeigh has to redeem the three points that he put up in the last Super Bowl that he was in. He yeah, he, he, he was he, going against the goat. I, I I understand, and granted, yeah, they, they did they did right. only give up, and they did only give up thirteen, which in essence I think is enough to win a it's game. Enough to win, yeah. Um. Well, you fixed that problem. I I I no, I think so. I think so. I definitely think that they fixed that that problem. But I still, and even for him. I think that it, you know, that's probably tearing away at him, and I think this is a this is a big chance for him to redeem himself, just because the last Super Bowl product we have of McVeigh is an ugly ass three point showing where it was probably the most boring Super Bowl ever. Um, yeah. So. No, I think you're absolutely right. Like, and and it's up there. You know, the Broncos Seahawks one was pretty ugly. Or, I mean, not the, the uh, yeah. Broncos Panthers. No, no, no. The Broncos Seahawks, when the Seahawks beat them, that was ugly. Yeah, that was over in the first quarter. It was, oh, yeah, yeah it was over was, first that half. That was one of the worst Super Bowls I can remember. So, and, and so was the one with McVay's first one. That was at least yeah. close back, like it was back and forth. It was, oh, there was, no, there was, no, it was a one-score game. It was a two-score game. It was right there. It was like, yeah, you know. That it was, wasn't it like 3-7? Huh? Yeah, it was over, it was over before it started. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that um, game, yes. Uh, yeah, I'm so, kind of so, with, go ahead, Evan. I'm gonna say I'm with Jay here, because like, what we saw against New England is Belichick knew exactly what he was gonna do. He was gonna do a lot of 31 personnel, and it, the Rams traditionally they don't run a bunch of different plays. They all kind of run very similar things, but they just run it and execute it perfectly, and it's well designed. And guess what? Guess who was. McVeigh's right-hand man for I think two or three years. Mm-hmm. It was Zach Taylor. So mm-hmm. these offenses, if they're not similar, the language is probably very is is the same. Zach Taylor knows what Sean McVeigh is going to want to run, and you know that goes hand in hand. Sean McVeigh also knows what Zach Taylor wants to do. These two teams are going to be very familiar with each other because they're coming from the same tree. They know what both teams are going to be good at and know what they want to do. So that's one thing to watch out. See how these coaches adjust because, you know, Zach Taylor, we're learning, we're learning more about him. But still, we don't, you know, it's, he's not like he's one of these established 10, 12-year guys where we know, you know, what cards are up his sleeves. And McVay, like Jay said, last time we saw him on the stage, he buckled. He choked a little bit. You know, his team, you know, his quarterback didn't exactly help. But Bill Belichick put him in a pretzel. Bill Belichick's not on the other side, but you're going to have a guy, you know, he's prepared and he's trying to make a name for himself. He better. 
the Cincinnati defense is fucking good. All right, what are the keys to what do the Bengals have to do? Because obviously they're the underdogs here. What do you think are the three major components to them winning this game someday? Run the ball successfully. Yeah. That was going to be my first one, especially for the Bengals. Stop cup. Because the, uh, the Rams' defensive line is one of the better ones we've seen recently. You got Von Miller, who in the playoffs, in the late season games, he's a different animal. This year, he yep. wasn't really that great. But once the games get important, it looks like it's like 2014. And he turns <laughs> back the clock. Aaron Donald, is Aaron I know Giants Donald. fans will get upset. You could argue he might be the best defensive player we've ever seen. Oh! I don't know about that. I'm talking about Lawrence Taylor. It's all oh, right. Yeah, you know, it's, it's you guys get over yourselves. Just, just saying he's, it is. He's going to pass him in all pro in all pro in two years. No, no. Yo, in terms of dominance, man, it's it, it, it's getting close, man. It's yeah, getting yeah. Close. People don't, like, disrespect AD. Uh, you, you, say, you, say, you say leave Veltilo. No, yeah, right, but see, yo, all right, look, look, yo, in that same breath, though, in that same I breath, gotta create this, sacks because LT was bro. Good. If they create a whole stack because of him, you're bro, gonna talk to me about Pro Bowls, bro. Or, if they if, all pros, if you want to sit there and leave the leave the LT stop. leave the LT out, why can you never use that same logic when it comes to Jordan? I just want to ask. I just, I literally just brought that up. I said if you're saying respect MJ, then you better respect LT. That's I'm, all I'm saying. I said, I, I said okay, and, and I said it was close. I, I said it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said it was close. It was something that you could argue hey, argue about. Bill all Belichick right. says, and all there's we're talking about Lawrence Taylor here. I don't give a shit what Bill you. Belichick has to say. Oh, you, 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 so, you, you don't care about anything. You're a salty Jet fan. You know, Mark, oh, man, I bet you think Mark Gaston is probably the best defensive player bro, you ever saw. Bro, defensive tackle. Yeah, defensive tackle is probably one of the most irrelevant positions, if not for Aaron Donald. Yeah. Seriously though, it, it really know, is. Want... Name another D tackle besides Aaron Donald. Like if you ask AD the regular. He showed up small in that last Super Bowl. He was. He in. did. He, show... he didn't. He, didn't... he did. because well, they he had did. three linemen on him at a time. Like there's not much he can do. Hey, they did the same thing to LT. Still got it done. Yeah. Okay. Twice. I, I'm sure you watched all the games. And, uh... I did. I watched all the tape. What? Like I was saying, the nice Bengals' offensive line is, you know, it stinks. It's not good. We saw them give up nine sacks. What? What was that, three weeks ago? It, it's not like they got the Cowboys line back there. You know, they got the Washington. The they won Tannehill sucks. Oh Pretty much, God. yeah. So they need to go. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, go to Walmart. Go ahead. They need go to, to, go to Costco. I'll what are you talking No, he's pushing the Tannehill narrative always. <laughs> I just said the only reason they won is because Tannehill No, no, go ahead. Yo, I heard they're going to sell at Costco right now. How do you give up nine sacks and lose a game? Yeah. They got to continue, Evan. They got to tire out the defensive line. They got to make them work. They got to, you know, beat them up a little bit and get that play action game going so you can open up the stuff downfield. But if, if Joe Burrow is just going to stand back there and take hits the whole game, we've seen games where he gets thrown off a little bit. Like, we give him all the credit in the world for the Titans game. He scored like 19 points and they needed four turnovers. You know, everyone's giving Joe Burrow a ton of credit. It's been the defense that got him this far. Not really Joe Burrow. He's been cool. You know, he's done what he had to do. But we're not looking at historic playoff performance here. The defense has come up and answered the bell. Exactly. So if they can continue and get to Joe Burrow, like the Chiefs, you know, they couldn't quite get there. He broke a lot of tackles. He wiggled around a little bit. I don't think he's getting away from Aaron Donald. Like, 
he Aaron Donald's faster than anyone that's on the Chiefs. Aaron Donald's stronger than everyone on the Chiefs. And Aaron Donald's also playing with Von Miller. So that's something, running the ball, it takes those guys a little out of the equation. Of course, Aaron Donald's going to have an impact on the run game. Of course, Von Miller's going to have an impact on the run game. But he just makes it, like being able to run the ball, feeding Joe Mixon, it's going to make it a little easier on who, at the end of the day, is a very young quarterback. Question Actually, not really. like 25. I think, right. I think the, last, the last key point is they got to limit Cup. He's going to get his, but don't let him kill you. Um, question for you guys. Two-minute drill. Who are you picking, Stafford or Burrow, to lead him down? Burrow. <sighs> Burrow. Stafford's already yeah. done it twice these playoffs. Stafford's I know we like to say Joe so. Burrow, like a cold motherfucker, but... No, I mean, he beat the Chiefs. Chiefs. Who, who did Stafford beat? I mean... Uh, he beat the... Oh, I, I almost said the Patriots. I, I, every time I think Tom Brady, I think it's Patriots. That's fair, Evan. But I mean, like, come on, they they almost sold that game. They were, they were twenty four. They almost had a Falcons like collapse, and they they mm-hmm. they got by because of blowing cover. Matt Stafford didn't sell that game. He didn't fumble. He didn't do his part. He didn't do his part to put it out of the out of the way because his teammates were fumbling. You can't. Yeah, no, nah, you can't put that on him uh, either. I guess. Matt Stafford. How, how many times is a team gonna have four turnovers and the quarterback doesn't have any? Unless you want to put that bad snap on him, but that wasn't his fault. Like Matt Stafford, he's, you know, he's earned a lot of my respect because from Detroit, we knew him as a talented guy that puts up a lot of numbers because they're not exactly in every game. But he's done exactly what he's had to do in these playoffs. They came from behind big time against the 49ers, and you know it was a game they should have won from the beginning, but they were still down 10 in the fourth quarter. He marched down the field. He did what he had to do. They blew the lead against the Bucs. Simple as that. But you know what? 40 seconds left. They marched down the field. They did what he had to do. So Stafford is, you know, weird as it sounds, as cold as Jerry, Joey Burrow is, he's done it twice in these playoffs already. I, I kind of, you know, I'm a little more confident in him than I am Burrow, but that's not an insult to Burrow. Burrow came back from 21 down. How much stock do you put into the fact that Burrow in the national championship game was absolutely amazing? How much stock do you put into that? Rolling into the Super Bowl with a Stafford. I don't, I don't think this that is the biggest that much. No, no, it's college. It's college. Different game. Yeah. Well, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. I mean, he had one of the best. Yeah, Jamar Chase, though. And and, and, and it was a bunch of and it was a bunch of guys. I mean, Clemson. Um, Clemson wasn't that good. Coaching wise, outstanding. Coaching wise, who do you think? I mean, it's not the kind of ask this, but. Adjustment-wise, what staff do you think is better equipped to make coaching adjustments at halftime? Bengals. I think the the Rams. The Bengals. They I just mean, did it. They just did it. The Bengals. I think defensively. The, I think defensively they 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 turn they turn on a switch in the second half a little bit. The the Bengals, but I think you got to lean with the Rams just off the sole fact that it's the teacher to the mentor, the mentor to the student. I mean, I think. I, I, I don't have that much confidence in Mike Taylor thus far. Hey, Jay, you I go. Uh, go ahead, Jay. I, look at look, – I, I don't know how you can say that, bro. Just look at what just happened. Look at legit what just happened. It was just their defense turned up. I, but, they, but, they, but they legit made exactly what he just asked, a halftime adjustment, and, and, did it, and did it over a team that they damn sure were not supposed to beat. But in essence, I guess they were because they made the adjustment and only, you know, and only they let beat them beat them three it. weeks before. I mean, 
Granted, again, but, yeah, but right, they still right. had to I'm make adjustments in that game too. Yeah. Also down double digits again. So, I mean, I I think more equipped to make the comeback just because I've just seen it done and what I would have most faith in would be the Bengals. But again, something that we that that I that I've been talking about as of lately that I think that is going to make all the difference too in this game is timeouts. Who's going to have their timeouts at the end of the game? Because uh, both of these guys kind of you know, it, it, they're they're kind of loose when it comes to the timeouts, and McVeigh's you know definitely a little trigger happy on the challenges. So, I'm a, a big thing for me is gonna be the timeouts, and who's gonna set their team up pending they need to make that last minute that that two minute drive that he's talking about. Who who's who's gonna actually be set up to you know succeed in the, in in that situation? And by succeed, have all your timeouts. Yeah, I, I agree with a lot of Jay has to say here, especially yeah. the point about you know defense timeouts. But just going back to that defense thing, the way they managed to be in that game, they basically suckered the Chiefs into thinking they could just stretch the ball down the field the whole game, and they you know tighten up when they had to, and they backed up on defense. Said Mahomes, take the underneath stuff, go ahead, and Mahomes just had his eyes downfield because that's where he saw the opening in the beginning of the game. That was a clear halftime adjustment. That mean, it leads me to believe that they could pull that off again, but I don't know. It's, it's a different ball game. We know Andy Reid has his own struggles in the playoffs. It seems like a lot of these coaches, which is why you got to give Belichick so much credit, everyone seems to you know choke up a little bit in the playoffs, whether it be Andy Reid, whether it be McVay, McVay. Mm-hmm. whether it be Shanahan, of course, the most yeah. obvious example. It's tough. It's a lot of pressure. And, you know, you have your career flash before your eyes like five times a game in these in, in, uh, in, no, you, per Super you Bowl. Are, so, you are defined by your playoff credentials in, in, in this league. So, yeah, I totally agree. Um, if it comes down to I think McVay has definitely learned from that mistake in that Super Bowl against Belichick. I think he's going to take it personally this time to make sure they don't lose. Now, to your point of the way you said that the Bengals, you know, force Mahomes throw underneath and, and, you know, make Mahomes get bored. Stafford at heart is a gunslinger. I mean, he's got a, he's, he's one of the most confident quarterbacks in the league where he feels he can fit that ball into any tight window. So don't think that if, if the Bengals play soft, he's not going to try to force it. He will. If I had to choose between two quarterbacks or a quarterback that isn't going to force it, I'm going to go with Joe Burrow in this game. He's not going to force the ball. But on the other end, you live and die by the sword, whereas Stafford takes a chance. It's a good chance he does complete it to Odell or Cooper Cup, you know, and it, depending on who you're throwing to. So, I going back to my to my last question about who I'm taking a two minute drill. To me, it really is a toss up. I, I might, I might lean towards Stafford because I feel McVeigh is a little more prepared for a two minute drill in this Super Bowl as opposed to, um, to Zach Taylor. Uh, in terms of coaching adjustments, I'm gonna really put it all on, on McVeigh. I really think that if McVeigh is the coach he says he is. And the coach everybody talks that he is, he's not going to lose this game. This is going to be a game where the Rams are going to control from start to finish, and the game plan he's going to put in is going to work, and the adjustments he's going to make at halftime are going to work as well. But there's Joey Burr on the other side. Wait, one thing I got to say real quick. I know I think I've said every podcast, if he wins one more game, I'll finally recognize him. Yo, I saw a video he was talking on the NFL Twitter page, and I was like, who the fuck is this white guy talking? 
and it was Zach Taylor. So I, that, this guy could win like three Super Bowls. I still don't think I'll know what he looks like, especially when he's got the hat off. <laughs> it's it's he's very, it's he's very he's a very plain looking white. He's very it, ordinary. Very it's vanilla. Something that's been weighing on my mind. Yeah. No pun, like, pun, in, no pun intended. Very vanilla. Very vanilla. You cannot yeah. pick him out of a lineup. Yeah. He's very I got. Vanilla. I got a Which question. Which is good and bad know. because that means when you should sit in the fan, you can't tell what he's thinking. Right. Yeah, you know, he can walk the streets of Cincinnati after a bad loss, and, you know, he... Nobody knows who he is. Just look, yeah, just, it's like, nah, I look like Zach Keller. I get that all the time. Be slick about it. I got a Go question. Ahead, I, think, I think you guys are all going to take the obvious route here, but who do you think needs the game more? Stafford or Burrow? I know Burrow had a career ahead of him, but we've seen people like, you know, like, I mean, I think it's happened to the Bengals before. Sometimes you get there and you never get back. And I mean, you have all this bright future ahead of you. And this, and I don't think anyone saw the Bengals, you know, getting to this point, going into the playoffs at least. And I mean, Stafford, I think the Rams are at least they're they kind of bought in all this year, but I mean, they still have a lot of their main core pieces for next year. So who do you think is more reliant on this game for their future between Barrow and Stafford? I think I think it's got to be Stafford. He's been waiting this opportunity for his entire career. Like, of course, it's a quarterback's league, but when you're on the lines, you're on the lines. There's not much you can do. And at the end of the day, he's an older older quarterback. He sees the writing on the wall that this is probably a, you know, a two maybe three year window that the Rams can win the Super Bowl. Well, the you look at the Bengals. They're a young team. They're set up to win the future. I know you can't count on being back all the time, especially when it's the Bengals. But it's. It's Stafford's time. He's, what, 33, 34 years old now. This is it. This is it. Yeah, this is it. This is time. This mm -hmm. is what he's been waiting for. I wouldn't be surprised if that leads to a turnover early like we saw against uh, the 49ers, but this is it for him. Joe Burrow, he's got 10 more years, God willing, maybe more. But he's I... been here. But, but that, on the other side... We've seen the confidence that Joe Burrow inspires in his teammates. I don't think that's, could be, that's something that could be neglected. But in terms of want and need, it's Matt Stafford. Uh, it's Matt Stafford by, by a country mile. But I will, I, you know, Ryan it does make a point. Last time the Bengals were in the Super Bowl was 1988. Boomer and was the NFL MVP that year at age 27. So you're thinking to yourself, you're a boomer, you're the Bengals. We made, we just made it here. We lost to Joe Montana. We're gonna make it back here. Like we have a very good chance of making it back here. Dan Marino thought the same thing, and he never made it back. So although the pressure is definitely on Stafford because he's waited it's hard longer to get than to the Super Bowl, Joey Burrow, there's no guarantee either one of you guys makes it back here. Probably saying Burrow has a better chance of making it back here. And if you're Matt Stafford, you've been through purgatory your entire career. You finally get a chance at the light. Take advantage of it. This is your opportunity to seize it right now because you're probably not going to get another one like this because guess what? Next year, you're not going to re-sign Odell. A lot of these high-priced guys you got this year at a discount are going to want to get paid. So, you know, you're going to lose some coaches as well. These type of teams, when they go to the Super Bowl, whether they win or lose, they get plucked. Guys get, get bigger heads. They want to get paid, and rightfully so. So you, you make it to this game, whether you're the Bengals or you're the Rams, you got to pretend like you're never going to make it back here again because there's a good chance you're not. I, mean, I agree. Like we, I agree. There's, a, there's times we thought, we, I mean, I know the Seahawks got back a couple times, but we thought they were going to be, on it with, with how young Russ was, we thought they were going to be a, a similar thing to the Patriots and Tom Brady. I mean, outside of them, 
teams don't get back that often. It's very hard to do. So I mean, I mean the Patriots kept going back, back to back to back to back. When the Giants won in 07, you were like, okay, it wasn't like, we're, oh, we're going to be back here in a year or two. You didn't think that. And then, boom, no, four years later. Run. And four years later, you didn't expect them to be there either. So and then, we don't, and then the, the, we've had our best season. It, shit happens. Look at Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it's yeah, – I, I think that that's the main reason I wanted to bring it up is just to talk on the aspect of Joe. No, I think, I think it was a good question. To, has to seize this opportunity. But I, I think we all agree it's got to be Matthew Stafford because he's on the – He's writing his final I mean, couple chapters of his book. Go ahead, Jeff. I mean, right. It is one of the final chapters for Stafford. But then again, I mean, I, do, I, I think Stafford's book, for the most part, has already been written, bro. I don't think I, I, I don't think that it, it – You don't would, think this defines him? I, no, I don't think that this – I don't think this, this makes nor breaks Matt Stafford. I, I, I think, think that, if he wins it, it, def- it helps him. And I, I think if he I, loses, yeah, it's not going to be the end of the world. It's not the end of the world if he loses. Right. I, don't, I, don't, well, I mean – I think he, he I think he did well with what he had, especially considering he was playing for the Lions for the for ninety percent of his career. And it, it it's hard to it's hard to judge a man when you throw him into that situation, you know, and, and, and he's as unfortunate as it's, as it sounds, man, he he's some you, you have to feel like he's someone got accustomed to being being a loser. Mm-hmm. And, and you don't just automatically just change, you know, that doesn't automatically just change and you become a winner, you know, by regardless of what team you're on. Yes, he's on one of the better teams, but, uh, who is that? Uh, who was that? Let Jay keep talking. I'll send uh, in the group. It was uh, Seth and Kyrie. Oh, it was Reed Seth and Kyrie. Oh, okay. 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 That's what I thought it was. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't think that this makes their break Stafford. But I also that was going to be my point to to what you guys were saying as well is that you know who's to say that Joe Burrow gets back? You know I'm thinking of guys like Philip Rivers who you know was was one of the was one Never of the there. was one of the top Never quarterbacks his whole for a majority hey, of his old career. Man Rivers. He but had him in the AFC Championship a bunch on a torn ACL. Right. This is see. This is what I'm saying. But like again, never even touched the Super Bowl, and I think we're already flirting with the conversation of Joe Burrow being an elite quarterback. I think he wins this. He's definitely an elite quarterback. I, I agree. And the that AFC that AFC quarterback uh, is I don't know room. I guess is is stacked as stack gets. Mac Jones is in there. He's a hell of a quarterback. Oh my God! Here we go. <laughs> Say Herbert before Mac Jones, please, bro. Yeah, we know, but Herbert didn't make it. Max, there, he was in a Pro Bowl. I w- I want to rebuff J- Jay's point there. Matt Stafford, believe it or not, he's kind of if he wins the Super Bowl, he's probably deep in the Hall of Fame conversation. I know he's got my He's a shoe in if he wins. I think he's a he's shoe in if he wins. He's already he's- in. But he's a shoe in now if he wins. Uh, I don't think he's in right now. But his his stats, his like passing yards, passing touchdowns, they're going to be when he retires at least top six, seven, eight. I think. Yeah, I said when you combine those top six, seven, eight stats with the ring, like I think Rivers right now is top six, seven, eight. I don't think Rivers will get in because I was. I think we were talking about in the group or uh, maybe another group chat how hard it is to make the Hall of Fame without a Super Bowl title. I think there's like four. It's like YA Tittle. I don't know why Giants fans hype up YA Tittle. He didn't even win a Super Bowl. That's kind of ridiculous. Not even an NFL championship. Oh, here we go. Here uh, we go. I was going to make the point that I think Stafford and Rivers are kind of at that same point right now. 
And I personally wouldn't let Rivers in. I think he does get in, but Rivers, I think Rivers it, I think the Super Bowl cements it for Stafford. And I think Here if not, go, it's Evan. a toss up. Evan was yeah. waiting to rip why he said oh. Uh, I, I was stunned to find oh, out now. It's like one of those guys that old heads hype up. You think he, you know, won a, like five straight 1950s NFL championships, but he didn't win anything. I mean, there's like eight teams in the league, but that's besides the point. One thing I want to look at there sneaky real quick is the Barry uh, White Tittle, just for the hell of it, just bury him. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, he's, he's yeah. not alive, right? Yeah. Rest uh, in peace. My God. I mean, Jesus Christ. Nah, you really got you, you, he might he might be passed, but that NFL reference page lives forever. Hold on, let's see. He threw for 3,224 3, yards in 1962. Where where are the rings, Dario? This is a championship city. Where are the rings? This is this is true. This is true. We, 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 Did they even we, have rings back then? I don't I think Bleak can afford rings. You're ripping a guy that has probably passed away for a very long. When did he pass away? Let's see here. You're ridiculous. Evan, you are just – just. What, is, what does YA tail stand for you're off the just, top of your you're head? You're so toxic. It's incredible. No, listen, Yelford, listen. Abraham hey, hey, all listen. I got to say – All I got to say is <laughs> – hey, Time out, time out, time out. Their, their, their hero has 173 touchdowns and 220 picks. That's Johnny, all I got to say. Who's hero? That's not my hero. That's your guys. That's your guys. That's your guys. You're still trying to find his replacement. And this guy's Ricky Dragon. Why he tittled through the mud? You yeah, wish bro. you had a quarterback like Ryan Tittle. You wish you had Eli. You Yo, wish you had Phil. You wish you had. You wish you had fifty more picks than. Inter- you than wish you had Jeff Hostetler as your quarterback. You'll That's what me, you wish. You'll find me I dead before I support the quarterback game. Gilbert. Okay. Who well, either, gives a child Gilbert? Either, either way, I think that. Gilbert. Uh, if anyone That's even needs, worse. if anyone needs this win more. I, I would give the edge a little bit to Stafford just because of how long his career has been. Why Tittle did not deserve any But else. I do believe that Joe Burrow, you know, would like to cement his name early and as early as he possibly can because the guy who they're trying or, or who he just beat and they want to already start comparing him to solidified his name early and won, and won a ring very early in his career. So this is Joe Burrow's chance to kind of you know, put himself in that conversation at least for a little while. I'm I'm sure Mahomes is still just gonna do Mahomes things, but Joe Burrow can be you know the 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 kryptonite to him, or at least the guy who can be legit in the conversation with him. Doesn't want to be ringless like Gilbert. <laughs> Joe yeah, Namath had one. Joe Namath had two seasons where he was where he had less. More touchdowns than picks. What is he? Okay, he's got now, more rings than Yelbert. Okay, Joe. now my now, name is defense. He was hung over for probably majority of those games. Yeah, is, is, Joe, is, Joe is name this his a, whole career was this, named off of, off of one drunken pr- promise that actually came through. Bro, all right, so hey, is, hey, is, hey, watch what you say. You're talking about a twelve now. Listen, listen. Is this an obvious? Is this an obvious question? Which coach do you think needs it more, McVeigh or McVay. Taylor? McVeigh, McVeigh. Well, yeah, McVeigh. McVeigh is trying to be the Belichick of the offense. He's trying to be the and he's and first of all, McVay is the coach that everybody wants to emulate. All these other young guys got hired because they want they want the next McVay or they want the next Shanahan. If you really Can want to win one first, come on, there. You, you want to validate yourself? Go win a goddamn Super Bowl. You have a super team right now. Go do it because next year, let me let you let, let me let you know a little secret. You're not gonna have a super team next year because all these guys are gonna want to get paid next year. And they're, I think they're, I mean, their cap situation can't be that good. It's in shambles. It's in shambles. And another thing, St. Louis is 
is electric right now. They they're they're more hype than LA. Move these guys back to St. Louis. Those no, people no, deserve better. No, no, no. they can kick rocks. The fans are more diehard in St. Louis, but yes, but you got there's got to be a team that just makes more money and. It no, I agree, but sense. I mean, you look at St. Louis is chopping at the bit here. They're, 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 we're wow. we're cup. We're I think in your lifetime we might see NFL franchises in across the pond. Let alone we might we might in other uh, states. Don't I worry wish, about that. Giants don't have to worry about losing home games because we actually that, that would never happen to a New York team. So, with that being said, um, I wish everybody a very good weekend for the Super Whoa. Bowl. Make sure. Oh. We're picks? not done. Can we? You want to pick? Oh, we make the picks yet? We've been here for a while. I thought we made our picks already. I thought we, we made the Super series. Bowl. Go ahead, go. All right, let's go around. Rams winning cover. Super Bowl. Super Bowl MVP Aaron Donald. No shot at the plus, at the sixteen to one. I feel I. I think it's good value. I could see him ripping didn't off Bob three and a half sacks. Bob, Bob Miller win that one. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah, he did. Right against Cam. And yeah, then he can have yeah. one of those yeah. games. He sure did. He definitely, that, definitely that did. That maybe that maybe after if he does one, I'll allow you to mention him in the same breath breath as LT. Uh, I got Rams winning. My heart's with the Bengals. I think as a Apple, I think the Bengals cover. I hope it's a close game. I think it goes over. I think we got a little bit of a little I'm, bit of a I'm, fun. I'm gonna be on MVP I'm be on Odell. The, I'm gonna be on the Bengals. I think Burrow's the MVP with Jamar Chase coming in a close second. I think Jamar Chase is gonna have a, is gonna be. I, I can't wait for that matchup. Jalen Ramsey, Jaylen, Jamar Chase, Jalen, Jalen, Jamar. Uh, I, I look, look look for them to go. We'll look for them to attack that early. Um, I think you can make the argument for both to win to win this MVP. Uh, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a shootout. I really do. I think Joey B has just got too much. He's got. He's he's rocking all cylinders right now. So, Bengals to cover and win. Uh, not that it means anything, and just a little irrelevant tidbit. Mattress Mac just threw a couple mil on the uh on the Bengals. So um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apparently he's a good guy, Mattress Mac. He gives a lot of money away. I used no, to when you're, when, you're, when, you're, when you're a millionaire, you're probably yeah. So, 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 supposedly he is a good guy. Uh, I mean, he's a weirdo. Though. Yeah, he's, 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 he's been on, he's been on yeah, but he's been on bad loot. This, this is this is this is what I'm saying. I I I heard I heard. I heard Fade Mac and Get Rich might be a thing. So it, it Astros, Bama. I forgot who even was in the Super Bowl last year. Who was last year's Super Bowl? What do you mean? It was Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs Bucks. Bucks. Wow. I think he was on the Chiefs. Yeah, he was on the Chiefs, like like me too. And then he lost. Another. But he's zero for his last four. So I think he. I mean, I'm gonna go. I guess I'm gonna go Rams because I want I want Odell to get one. Um. I. I don't think that they cover, to be honest. Four and a half is an ugly ass number to me. Um so I, I, I don't I don't think that they cover that. Uh I see them I see them winning by three. Just so the, uh, again it, gay it, field goal to walk off. Yeah, it fulfills the narrative of the of the, the three point games that we've had all all playoffs. This basically. playoffs has been a lot of fun. It, no, I'm saying I, I, I would hope I would hope for a high scoring three point game. And it doesn't matter how that ends up transpiring, it could be just like the Chiefs game. And I mean, even still the Chiefs Bengals game was still fun to watch, even though they were getting blown out in the first half. I still enjoyed watching it. Um, MVP. MVP. 
Stafford. I don't see why they would if the Rams yeah, win. How, how they, Odell, we would have been on the same exact thing. Yeah, I, I, I just don't see if the Rams win how they don't give it to Stafford. Um, I mean, I think it's gonna be tough if the Rams win. It, yo, I was, I was leaning there for a second, but I just feel like, actually, you know what? Super Bowl MVP is not a force fed to the quarterbacks, so. It, it kind of has been, but think. but not as but not as of recent. I was looking. There's a lot of Tom receivers. Brady, Tom Brady only won like like Edelman. Edelman took one one year. And... Eli, Eli, Eli got both right. If I'm Eli got both. OJ Anderson, Phil Simms was our four Super Bowl MVPs. Um. So I mean, I guess no, I would guy, say. Who's your guys? Well, Joe Namath. Namath. That's right. Though. Oh, Namath. Namath have just won. They have super. No, did Joe... they have Super Bowl MVPs back then? Yeah, they're just guessing. Joe sure? Namath. Joe Namath. Why would it not be? And if he they... probably threw more picks and, and touchdowns. Bro, and if That's they didn't, it, it, if they didn't have the, if they didn't have the award back then, uh, then whatever. It's it's null and void. But if they did have the award, no no shot Joe he wouldn't Namath. have got it. We were number one. See, they don't know. I love Broadway Joe. I've been Broadway Joe. He's my favorite Jet. I can I like care him. less about the Jets. Jets get us out of here. All right, yeah, play us out, Jay. Everybody, listen. Make sure you play within your means. Uh, have a game, game plan, blah, 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 blah. Gamble responsibly. It's the biggest gamble weekend of the year, um, mainly for this area because we're, the, we're sick. We're sick fucks here. How <laughs> we are. <laughs> don't, don't name your child the Burton. You won't win any Super Bowls. <laughs> I can't. Why are you telling me not to go? <laughs>